A blonde and a brunette walk into a bar, I mean a room, to talk about Jesus, exploring God's word, tackling topics no one likes talking about, discussing biblical truths and dodging bad theology on the way. This is Her Theology. Hello, beautiful women of God. We are so excited that you're with us another time, another week. Uh, We are following a series on the five solas and you are listening to Her Theology. My name's Cass. And my name's Kirst. Hello. Yes. And we, like I said, we're, we're going through a series at the moment called The Five Solas. And the reason why we're doing that is because we really wanted to start this podcast off, podcast off strong um, and covering what are the core fundamental things that we believe and what's the angle we come from theologically, I guess, on salvation and salvific issues. Um, and so we are going through the five solas. And Kirst, did you want to maybe explain the origin of the five solas in case someone's just tuning in now? Sure. We are up to episode, what's this, episode three? three. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So there you go. We've got two Life more to go. Flies but... having fun. I know. <laughs> okay. So, um, yep. So the, so the word solar means alone and um, – I guess the five solas was born out of a guy named Martin Luther who grew up, um, became a Catholic priest, worked hard trying to get in, in getting into the Bible a little bit more, um, reading through Romans and Galatians over and over again, studying what that really meant and kind of thought it's all about Jesus, it's nothing to do with my works. And so I guess kind of born out of all of his study, he um, – came up with five statements that kind of summarize salvation and the gospel. Um, So that is we are saved by faith alone, through grace alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, and the testament of that is in in the scriptures, which which has the highest authority alone. And the reason why it was important is because the Catholic Church was at the time preaching that, you had to, in order to have security and to be saved, you had to offer something else. Yeah. Jesus plus M- money, tradition, money, be, good works. works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where this was born. And when did this take place? 1500s. I was going to say 1700s. 15, was like, off by a few hundred years. Oh, <laughs> around 15, 16, 17-ish yeah. type yeah. area. Yeah. And it, and it really did, that's called the Reformation for those that aren't aware and that really defined the church as it stands now. So that's why we thought it was a really great place to start um, because those same principles still stand and they still very much hold a lot of truth in in mm. my life personally and, yeah. and I know many other people's as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about faith alone, which, oh, man, this blew my mind when I started studying it a mm, bit more in depth. Big. I was like, oh, justification and sanctification and mm. there's all these different things mm. and we will cover all those things and explain them in depth. But um, I'm excited to go through this topic, mm. especially in a world where we seem to have a lot of faith in ourselves. and mm. faith It's a in word the- that's tossed around a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah, and there's a lot of ridicule around faith. So mm. be interesting to go through this today. Um, we are really glad you're with us. Look, if you have questions or um if things don't make sense or maybe it's stirring something in your heart and you want to talk more, you can always reach out and email us as well while you go through. And whenever we reference anything in the podcast, we will put it in our episode notes just as a heads up. So Mm. did you want to start us off though? Sure, absolutely. Um, 
just to give you a heads up on where we're going, we're going to look at four main topics today. So we're going to look at what is faith alone. We're going to kind of unpack justification and sanctification. So if they're words that you don't know what they mean, you're listening to the right thing. (laughs) Um, We're going to look at how faith and works, how do they go together? And lastly, we're going to have a look at assurance of faith in in and through the scriptures. So let's kick off with trying to unpack a little bit about what faith alone is. So Mark Thompson is the current principal of Moore Theological College, and he has said that faith is, and there's five statements that come after that. So I'm going to read them out and then I'm going to unpack each one. So I found this I mean, I was, as I was researching for this and I was thinking about what is faith, and it's been a word that I've been particularly stuck on lately um, because there's so many unbiblical truths that, yes. that have so many connotations with this word and I'm just like, what does God mean by it? Do you know yes. what I mean? And so I, that's what I was really trying to search and I kind of didn't stop until I found something that I was happy with. Um, yeah. And, and as I unpacked that, I really feel like, Mark Thompson's kind of hit the nail on the head here. So he has said, faith is not an achievement, Mm. trust that finds its ground outside itself, faith not the ground of justification but the instrument, faith must not be confused with obedience Mm. and faith has this lingering danger of easy believism which believism isn't a word, but you know what I mean by it, right? Yes. Like, yeah, so you yeah. believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kmart has wall hangings that say faith. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's unpack that. So f- the first one was faith is not an achievement. So this is the idea that we do not earn faith. Um, if I were to earn it, how could, how could we be sure that we can't fall out of faith if I, if it's something I have to earn? Yeah, well, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. We're never going to. Because you never really know if you've done it. Yes. Because it's not like, yeah, how do you how do you know? So John 1, 12 to 13 says, Yet to all you who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. Mm. So there's this, this, in my research, there's this idea, and as I looked at Bible passage after Bible passage, there's this idea that faith, even faith is not our own. Faith is a gift and it's given by yes. God. It's not ours. And so this worldly idea of you have faith in this, you know, like what's your faith? And it's like, actually, I'm a follower of Jesus and my faith is in him, but it's actually a gift that God has given me that I even have this faith, which is a it's a huge kind of mind-blowing topic and obviously it has predestination, you know, hints at it. that, <laughs> which we're going to have yeah. to cover on another topic and come back to this, I guess. But the more I read into it, the more I was just like, yeah, faith is not, it's not my faith no. that saves me. It's actually, fa- even faith itself is something that God has given us. Um, it's something I touch on later on as well when I okay. talk about justification is that it's like we don't, the justification we shouldn't be focusing on our faith as our faith yes. because then it becomes the center point is us. It's exactly. not Jesus and the work he did. That's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think as we do this today, I think we're going to be like, yeah, I totally like, you know, 
fall into these traps. <laughs> fall into these traps, but also, you know, having just freshly kind of tried to get my head around this again, I think we're going to see, yes, I saw that too. And yes, I saw yeah, that too, yeah. which is going to be good. So rather, faith is trust that finds its grounds outside itself. So I think what Mark Thompson was, was meaning when he said this was that the idea that we don't put faith in our own faith, which is kind of what you were just saying. We put our faith in Christ alone. So we're not yes. putting our faith in our faith. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because faith here. Faith yeah, faith. Faith, 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 faith. <laughs> um, So an article on the Village uh, Church website written by Zach Lee says, faith is trusting Christ instead of trusting in ourselves to trust Christ. There is a huge difference between the two. One looks upward, the other looks inward. And that's where we start building doubt, right? Because we're looking inward. That's what I mean. Yep. And you're thinking earn, 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 earn. Yes. Because even even though it's um, you, you may not be focused on works, you may start to put faith as a work not without even realizing it. Yep. Um, faith, third one, is not the ground of justification but the instrument. So in other words, faith does not get us justification. Rather, faith is the instrument through which we receive it. So yes. faith doesn't get up. It's not our faith. Everything that we have is given to us. It's ju- justification is the instrument. So faith is the instrument through which we receive justification, both gifts from God. Well, and it even says that in 1 Corinthians. It says that there is a gift from the Holy Spirit and one of the gifts, giftings is faith. Mm. I don't think that's necessarily a saving faith. Like I think there's also differentiation differentiation yeah. in yeah. faith, like saving grace and then faith that's ongoing that yeah. continues to flourish and grow. But Which you're going to talk about in justification and sanctification. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true that. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's another thing. Like it's a gift from the Holy Spirit mm. is that faith as that's well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Just to emphasize the gift, the gift bit. Mm. Well, and speaking of gifts, Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and mm. this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. <laughs> Sorry, I was very sure. robotic then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we brought that up in every single episode. Well, it's though. just this verse. <laughs> yeah. I just keep coming back to it because I'm like, yep. man, this is a this is a loaded verse. Okay, yep. fourth one. Faith, faith not must must not be confused with obedience. And I'll talk about this a bit more later. But so rather, faith is a, a consequence. Sorry, obedience is a consequence of faith. Mm. So Luther says. It doesn't stop to ask if good works ought to be done. So he's talking about faith. So faith doesn't stop to ask if good works ought to be done. But before anyone asks, it, faith, already has done them and continues to do them without ceasing. And that comes back to that. When you understand grace, like you could just see how they all overlap, right? Oh, they so overlap. But like they're all overlap. Yeah. And so it's that gift yeah. of grace yeah. makes you understand that you want the natural outpouring of obedience to God's will. Totally. Is that what, you, is that, that's yeah. what you're saying, Yeah, right? that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the last one, faith is often tossed around the world today quite a bit, like I was saying. And this is what I'm talking about. It's the lingering danger of easy believism. It's so easy to say, I have faith but not really know what that word means and not know the significance it carries and it's it's dangerous well because the way that people talk about it in the world is their own faith and i'm saying actually it's god who has given any faith to any like if you're a christian god has given you faith yes it's not to believe this is yep. this is my faith and i do this and this is my 
whatever. It's no, actually, the only reason I actually believe this is because God has given me eyes and given me, you know, yeah. faith. And it is, yeah, he's, he's taking the scales away see, from my eyes. Ears to hear yeah, is where right. I was going yeah. with that. Not just God has given me eyes on my face. <laughs> but like if you're sitting here listening going, oh, well, does the world really talk about faith? Uh, George Michael, I seriously really like that song. Oh, you got to have faith. Faith, the faith, <laughs> the faith. The faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were singing a few faith songs we were, before we, we were recording them this. up. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is. It's everywhere. The world is saturated with faith. We all want to have faith in something. And it's all faith in yourself, right? Yeah. Believe in yourself. That's what I'm saying. Just replace the word believe with faith. It's, yeah. We talk about it all yeah. the time. And that's when I was looking at di- different definitions of the word faith, I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to say it's trust. I'm not going to say it's belief it's because it's, it's, it, even that, even saying it's trusting something, it puts it back on ourselves. Well, it also puts us as the moral law mm. because I can say I trust in my husband because he meets my expectations, but he may not meet your expectations. Mm. So then how would you then trust in his works? Does that make sense? Like if if the faith is coming from our, ourselves, mm. then there's no definition mm. or ex, or um I am being challenged at the moment to really unpack in my own life the word faith and I guess, you know, the implications of that in conversation with conversations with people when they, when non-Christian people bring up the word faith and they clearly get it wrong, how can I, you know, talk to them about what that word biblically means? Mm. It actually has nothing to do with our belief system. It has to do with a gift that God gives us. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You know when you start thinking about something and you're like, oh, my mind's being blown. And you kind of feel like you're in the matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my brain is right there right now. Because you can have faith, but you don't have faith like this way. You can have faith this way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's complex. And this is what I also find is so refreshing, right? Because we've been reading the Bible for how long? You know, I've been reading it since I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had my wandering days, but yeah. I've read the Bible my whole life. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, here go, oh, I've read it so many times. There's just nothing new. And I'm like, no, trust me. When when you are earnestly seeking mm. God, like here we are reading scriptures and talking about faith, something that you would think is quite straightforward and instead it's just blowing our minds. You know, originally we were like – I think we said, maybe you maybe said this in the last <laughs> podcast. We'll just put grace and faith together, and we'll put, just put Christ and glory, God. glory of God together. And well, and then we started researching, we're like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Can we do five episodes yeah, on, on each? <laughs> Solar. <laughs> totally. Anyway, so well, while we're on that note, we should probably talk. Did you want to add anything to that? No, yes. No? So I think maybe talking about justification and sanctification is um, a really good point as well. So, um. I'm going to try and explain it to you in a whole lot of different ways. But justification is a once-off thing in the sense of once you are saved, once you believe in Jesus, you are justified because of what he has done, right? So it's it's mm. like a one-off thing, whereas sanctification happens as that outpouring. It's um, ongoing. Ongoing. From there. Refining, mm. you know, becoming more like God as he um, leads us and refines us and teaches us and rebukes mm. us and encourages us. So um, just as a snapshot. But 
what I think I was thinking about justification and often we'll be like, oh, you know, that's such a Christian term, Christianese justification. Mm. But actually we all do it. Everyone, like whether you believe in God or not, everyone's trying to justify themselves by some way. So, you know, if if you're a um, CEO, you're going to justify yourself by the how successful your company is mm. or potentially you're a stay-at-home mom and you're going to justify yourself on how well-behaved your children are. Like we all fall into the trap of trying to find justification in something that we're doing in our lives. That's how we – that's what justification is. Just it, We're justifying ourselves and calling ourselves worthy to be loved or adored or praised mm. by whether it be family, friends, whoever. Mm. And that's the whole point. Jesus offers us the only true fulfilling justification and says, I am justified. Like I I will give you all the justification you need mm. so that you can come into the fold of God and you can spend eternity with us um, and there's nothing you can add to it. It's mm. the only true fulfilling justification because actually we bring nothing to the table. Whereas in every other way when we try and justify ourselves, it's all on us. It's going back to that works, right? Totally. Um, and that's why we get so burdened here on earth, you know, when the world gets down on us because we're on Instagram or Facebook and we're constantly comparing ourselves. Mm. And so then what happens is we try and justify, well, why didn't I live up to that person and what they're doing? Like, so justification in my point is it's not just a Christian term and, and we actually, we're going through it every single day in our own sense, but when we're talking about it here in faith alone, we um, faith alone through we are justified through faith alone. So there's nothing we can add in order to be justified in the eyes of God. Um, mm. So the Father fully accepts us, and we are fully justified because of what Jesus has done. And so it's Tim Keller. I listened to a sermon by him. We'll, I'll put the reference in the episode notes. But he talks about how justification. Um, is more than just forgiveness. So he says, and I'm probably yeah, because otherwise they would have had the same. Yeah, well, like he, why? Why is there a different word for justification than there is for forgiveness? forgiveness. Right? Yes. Yeah. And he goes, justification includes forgiveness, but it's much more than that. And he's mm. saying, you know, if if you forgive someone, then they can go off and continue doing what they're doing. You know, you, you it's whereas justification is an invitation to come and join you to say you're forgiven. Now you're part of my family. Come and join this family. You are now taking on my name. You're now taking on my identity and my image. Do you know what I mean? So um, whereas if I forgive someone, okay, I forgive you, well, they can still go run their life and do whatever they want. So I just thought it was a really interesting point he made. I never never considered that. Oh, mm. it's, it's not just forgiveness. It's, it's an invitation. It's an ongoing relationship. It's actually, well, it's building the bridge so that we can have a relationship. And forgiveness. Yeah. It's kind of like the door to forgiveness. Yeah. 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 And you think of that prodigal son again, right? I think mm. we brought it up in um, Grace. Must be. I Was think. it Grace yeah. Lane? Anyway. Yeah, Grace Lane. Um, but, you know, I think of it there, you know, not only was that son forgiven and then, you know, we'll go work off your debt. Instead he was forgiven and taken into the fold and celebrated mm. and, and and part of that. It, he was I guess not re-owned. What's the word? <laughs> Taken uh, back. Yeah, we'll go. With I don't know. We'll <laughs> stick with that one. <laughs> so I just thought that was really, really beautiful. And so there's a few scriptures that really stick out. I mean, 
to emphasize the point, um, justification is through faith alone in Romans 4, um, they're writing and saying, you know, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So he was counted righteous because he believed God. Like he still failed, he still did things wrong, but it was his faith in God and and believing in God's promises that they would come true and that they would be fulfilled. That's what counted him as righteous. Um, and later on in verse, um, so in Romans 4, 6, it says, and blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. So, and kind of like what you were touching on before, Kirst, it's because of what Jesus did. It's not about our faith mm. getting us justified. Um, it's not like me walking around at church going, well, I've got um, bigger faith than you. Exactly. So. Which many churches do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's like, scary. It, 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 it's an easy trap to to fall into a misunderstanding of faith, but the outworking of that is not mm. good. And this is where it's also really important to not compare ourselves with other Christians. Mm. I think there's an element of like looking to your brother and sister and going, oh, they're really hungry for the word and I want that. That That's that's a good thing, you know, mm. to be encouraged by other people's faith 100%. But if we are constantly comparing ourselves to other brothers and sisters, well, how come, you know, they've got that gifting or um, – they're teaching and I'm not or whatever it may be. Mm. Um, they're really good at hospitality and I'm just not good at that. Mm. If we're constantly comparing ourselves, then we end up trying to justify ourselves mm. once again. We end up going and thinking, oh, what do I need to do better to serve God better? And like I said, if it's going to encourage you in a great way that it doesn't end up in comparison, that's a great thing. But re- we need to remember our justification, who we are, is in Christ alone and we can't add to that. Um but the sanctification process continues to see us grow and flourish in that. So um, so I was going to go through Romans 3, but Romans 3 was really talking about, you know, we are justified um, by his grace as a gift and not through the law, right? So mm. the law has been fulfilled. If we were just to keep the law and that was it, then well, none of us would be justified. Mm. So it's just a wonderful gift, like you said before. And so um, moving on to sanctification, I love sanctification. I love Me too. the word sanctification. They're like really pretty yeah, and beautiful. It is, isn't it? it? Isn't that funny? I know. Or we're both just really weird. Yeah, that's and- <laughs> probably more like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's really beautiful because it's just this, maybe because I understand it and I'm growing in it, but it's just this beautiful lifelong process. And, oh, you know, something that's always stuck with me, my dad has always said to me, I remember some the amount of times I'm really impatient. I mm-hmm. like to see change immediately. Mm-hmm. And okay. the amount of times I've vented and said, oh, I'm still really struggling with this. And mm. God's like, not God, sorry, my Your dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> Clear distinction there. <laughs> Has said, you know, God is really gentle sometimes. He's a gentleman. And mm. I know it's not necessarily like, oh, where in scripture does it say that? But mm. it was just a beautiful picture of like, he weed things. He weeds things out of our lives slowly sometimes, so that we actually really learn. You know, mm. it can't just happen overnight all the time. Mm. Um, that would actually kind of be unloving because mm. how do we raise our children? We raise them by they learn consequences and they they learn by making mistakes and things like that. And that's how they learn to trust me as their parent more. You know, and so there's this similar kind of process going on in sanctification. I feel like for our own lives and. I think sanctification for me is really um, a hunger to please God and to be more like him. 
Yeah, it's like a it's a slow transformation, really. Yeah, yeah, becoming more like Jesus. Yeah, and I think that flame continues to grow, and I and I hope it. I mean, I'm sure we go through ebbs and flows in our lives, mm. but I really hope and pray that as we get older and older and more graceful and gracious, mm. <laughs> that um, that that just mature and deepens that love for God's word and to be more like him and sanctified by him. And so Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So there's just this beautiful relationship of being constantly reminded that Christ laid down his life for me. And so mm. in order that I may lay down my life for him, carry my cross and follow him. Living that. And that's what that living by faith is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And dying to the flesh. I actually really love the idea of that. Cause I can't stand what my flesh wants to do half the time. Mm. So, um, but it's laying down our old sail, our old selves, really, and um, just counting the cost. You know, it is kind of, it is not kind of, it is definitely radical to follow Jesus. Yeah. I mean, we probably don't see how radical it is here in Australia, but for people all across the world, you know, it is. They have to say goodbye to their parents, mm. their spouses, their children, all sorts of situations for persecuted Christians just to follow Jesus. Mm. And I just think, what a beautiful. Um, picture that is an encouragement for us that um as god continues to sanctify us we start to see we start to count more the cost for following jesus as well am i making sense yeah i feel like i'm getting emotional but (laughs) (laughs) not sure i'm making sense philippians 1 6 i'm sure of this this is a great promise everyone needs to hold on to this i am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. It's not over. How many of us, like mm. like I said before, I was talking to my dad and I get frustrated because I'm not seeing change straight away, but actually hindsight's a beautiful thing. And mm. I constantly say that to people when they're getting frustrated. I'm like, you're going to look back at this time and you're going to be like, ah, that's what it was. Mm. <laughs> that's what God was doing. And I also think part of sanctification is I often have prayed for patience. That's a really big thing for me. And then over the next few months, everything goes wrong and I have to wait for things. And then I realize, oh, that's right. I prayed for patience. Mm. You're all sanctifying me, Lord. Yeah. I'm going to use all these moments. So. That's it. And that's an important point because it's it's important to look at our suffering and ask the question, how is God sanctifying me mm. through this? Or pray that God would sanctify you you know, transform yep. me to be more like him through a hard time because it's in those times that I think we're most, well, some of us, maybe more prone to wander. Mm. But to pray earnestly on your knees that God would actually use those moments to teach you and to train you and to transform you. Yes. To be more like him. Yes. Like, that that's a really important practical thing that we can all do. Yeah. Because suffering, you know, there's suffering in some part of our lives somewhere. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm probably going to misquote this. I'm pretty sure it's Thessalonians, but it could be wrong, where it's like rejoice in suffering and encourage one another in I that. I think it's Acts, isn't it? Be, oh, it's probably be patient in love. Yeah. Be prayerful in affliction. Yes. 
and one other thing. <laughs> There's something about Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but I always struggle with that is that I'm like I see my sisters struggling with things in life, whatever it may be, you know, mm. a hardship or emotionally, whatever it may be. And I'm like I know scripturally I'm meant to be encouraging them to the rejoice, but that's so countercultural. Mm. Like for me to sit next to you and be like, I'm here for you. I'm going to help carry these burdens, but God's sanctifying you in this. And how can we rejoice together? Like that's really hard, but it's actually all part of the sanctification process. Mm. But it is so encouraging on the flip side of that. When you come across a sister in Christ who is suffering and who does recognize God's Mm. sanctifying them in that and they're talking about it. I just think that that's one of the most powerful things Yes, when someone is mature enough to go, this is all happening, but I'm so thankful for A, B, C because God is doing amazing things. Like that's yep. speak so loudly, I think. Yeah. And that's where it is. It's faith, right? That's where you learn about faith as well because you're seeing these women and that's, by faith. And that's the overflowing. That's the overflowing. It's like... You know, this faith that you've been given and no matter what's going on, your body's, I mean, you, you, you're acting in a certain way, you're speaking certain words mm. because that's just, that's God's changed you. Yeah. Because and this that's the fundamental truth has happened. You've been given a fundamental truth and that's the fruit that just is, is a consequence of now what God's gift is. And when you see those fruits in yourself and in others, that builds your faith. That's mm. that gifting of faith is coming in and it's building you. So you could just see where sanctification and, and faith and all that just work together to create and build this maturing and deepening mm. trust in Jesus. I once heard it described as like the imagine every single room in your life is a different room that needs renovating. The Holy Spirit comes in and works on each room yep. slowly over time to make it this, you know, beautiful. I'm really scared to pray about patience again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably. And so like just on that note to wrap up the sanctification point is more, you know, John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So how do we be sanctified? Mm, I like that verse. We are sanctified by the washing of the word. Go back to the sanctific, uh, yeah. the scripture podcast. Yeah. That's like you're going to so, hear us parking on this all the so time good. in her theology. Like mm. It is all about the word. Go back to the word. It, he, like mm. he, Jesus is truth. We're going to cover this in, Je- in Christ alone. Like, but Jesus is the truth. His word is truth. So that's, that's he where gives you us need to the be truth. And then he, Changes us yeah. with his word in the truth. It's just so yeah. funny how it's, we just can't claim any of it. No. We just can't claim no. any of it. It's all God. And oh, what a relief. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> I do not weigh up to God's standards, <gasps> nah. even close. So it's a very beautiful gift mm. that if you are struggling to accept it, I'm just going to challenge you. Why? Because it is an incredible burden to be lifted off your shoulders. I've mm. been there. I've walked through that and my goodness, I have never felt so free and in love with Jesus before mm. as I have. And even now as we go into solars, I'm just even more like, whoa, whoa yeah. you know, even Mind more blown. great. Mind blown. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let's talk about faith and works and how they go together. So we're talking about faith as a gift that's been given to us and obviously um, 
we were talking about that obedience becomes a consequence. So if good works or good deeds could save us, then there would be a lot more people saved, right? Because not mm. it's not only Christians who do good things. Like let's no. be real. Yeah. So many people in the world who don't trust in Jesus do great things, yeah, really good, good things. Yeah. Um, so Thomas Schreiner, like that last name, from the Gospel Coalition wrote, salvation comes by faith alone in Christ alone and the good works performed by believers aren't the basis of salvation but should be understood as the necessary evidence of that salvation. Mm. So this is like in the second half of James 2. And I was just about to say, you're going to say James. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's important that I read this passage out. Yep. And I'm going to read it out dramatically so that it's really interesting, you know, so you don't get lost is what I'm trying to say. Take that. Um, <laughs> but oh, I just love the book of James. It's so yes. practical. But this is just really helpful um, on this topic of ha- how does faith go with good works? So this is what James two fourteen to 26 says. It says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their practical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on that altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave the lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So that's an interesting passage to let sink in. Mm. I particularly, and I underlined this in the passage that I just read, in verse 22, it talks about faith and deed or faith and actions, they work together. Yes. Because if if we've got been given this gift of faith and understand who Jesus is and what he saved us from, then doing nothing about that, really shows us that we haven't understood the gift. No. But doing something about that really shows that we have understood the gift. Um, And that's exactly what Abraham did. It's exactly what Rahab did. Their their actions showed that they were trusting in a God, in in God, sorry. And don't be confused because we're we're not saying works comes first. No. So the faith comes first. That's right. So Rahab believed that God could save her. And so her actions mm. were an outpouring of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the same all the way through. Like God always saves, mm. you know, first. That's always, it's always his initiative. Yeah. It's his initiative that we know him. 
It's an is- his initiative that he's saved us. It's his initiative that we know that we can even be yep. saved. It's yep. all of it is God's. And even like when Jesus was healing people, right? So many times, you know, people would say, "Oh, I believe you can heal." We'll go. Your faith has made you well. Mm. You know, or um, when he's healed people and he's like, "You've been healed, so that you may believe." You know, so mm. there was a purpose behind it. You know, he performed miracles so that people would believe. Mm. Um, that was the per- and then and then they were to go out and preach. They were to go out and mm. tell. I mean, some people were told to keep the mouth shut for now, but <laughs> yeah. But the the ultimate purpose was so that the gospel would go Spread. out and people would hear the 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 truth. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hard word yeah. to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Luther says this on faith. Um, he says, faith is a living. Bold trust in God's grace, mm. so certain of God's favor that it would risk death a thousand times trusting in it. Such confidence and knowledge of God's grace makes you happy, joyful, and bold in your relationship of, um, with God and all creatures. And the Holy Spirit makes this happen through faith. I'm just going to, I know I'm going to reference them a lot, but you look at the persecuted Christians. Mm. To have a gun to their head and they, you know, or have been physically beaten or been ostracized from their community or are unable to have a, like a job or feed their family, whatever, you speak to them, there is something truly joyful, amazing mm. and miraculous about their joy. Yeah, It is this unbelievable joy and it's not like happiness. It's not this... Oh, a smile on my face. It's mm. like this deep-seated peace and joy that peace, just yeah. cannot be stripped or robbed from them. And that's what faith is, right? It's mm. it's nothing can add to it and nothing can take it away. No. Yeah. And it's eyes eyes on the prize, right? Yeah. Our treasure is in heaven, not here. Mm. Mm. That yeah. was an awesome quote. I know. It is such a good I just, Who was it again? That was Luther. Luther. Just nails it a fair bit, doesn't he? He does. He does. That's why I'm <laughs> quoting him a lot. I'll move out, you know, I'll move it into, you know. But we are on the five solars, so it's yeah, kind of that's what I That's what I kept yeah. thinking. So I thought yeah. oh, I'll just keep, you know, yeah. paying back to him. Yeah. Yeah, so faith, faith and works work together. Faith is living. Mm. It's bold trust in God's grace. Yeah. So it's bold trust in the fact that God has given us every single means for salvation yes it's just it's trusting that that that's true and he'll see it to completion yeah you know like the sanctification thing yeah yeah and that's where I think like assurance of faith is a big thing for me you know as we journey in our lifetime here (laughs) wandering this wandering this world and learning more and growing in our faith, the assurance should be there. It should be growing as well. Um, did you want to add anything? No, no I'm good. Okay. You go. So I think just before we wrap up, because we're running a bit of out of time, but I mean, look, we could totally talk about this for hours actually. Yeah. <laughs> as you're saying stuff and quoting things, I'm like, oh, and there's this person, there's this, yeah. this thing, and it just blows my mind. But I just want to say, you know, if you're someone that, is listening to this and you're struggling with it because you're like, well, am I saved? You know, you're just feeling like there's that burden um, that you're carrying. I've been there. 
I know it's real. Mm. I know it's hard and tough. I've been riddled with doubt before as well. But it really wasn't until I understood grace and faith alone in Jesus Christ and I really understood that whole thing that there's nothing I can do that's going to justify and sanctify me. Like it's it's all on Jesus. Like I just want to encourage you, if, if you're struggling with assurance of faith, I think go back to this simple truth, you know, and dwell on it. Keep Keep on searching the scriptures for it. Keep on pushing through into it because God is faithful and he is so kind and loving and gentle and he will show you and reveal mm. the truth to you. And I think the fact that the desire is there, that's a that's a great thing. Great sign. You know, that's that's you're on the right trajectory. Mm. And um just continue to surround yourself with Christians that understand the gospel and love Jesus and just want to see you flourish in the word. And I think that's probably the most important thing. And like I said, I touched on it before, like one Corinthians twelve nine, there's like that gift of the spirit, which um is faith, like when sorry. One of the gifts from the spirit is faith. And so like I pray for that regularly. Like I I constantly am praying about the gifts of the spirit, what that looks like, um, how does that play out in my life? And I'm constantly praying, Lord, give me wisdom, give me faith. I I want faith that's like crazy big, that um, encourages other people. And I don't ever want to doubt. I actually want to die (laughs) knowing that I'm in a place where I'm so assured in my faith Mm. and so confident in the Lord that I'm not, struggling with doubt anymore. And I actually truly, I never used to, I used to always believe that doubt will always be a part of our journey, but I'm like starting, the more I look into scripture, I'm like, no, it doesn't need to be like, that's silly. That's really yeah, I mean, stupid. Who's, who doubts in the Bible? Doubting Thomas. Yeah. Like anybody else? Yeah. Like it's nothing's coming <laughs> yeah. to mind. They all died for the gospel truth. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, mm. yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I've, not saying that that's that. not saying that that's a bad thing if you have doubts. No. I'm not saying that. No, 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 no. But yeah. But as in, I'm trying to say, I do believe that we can get to a place where that's where not part of our faith journey anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. And look, I would. I, I'm hoping that's the truth anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm believing that's the well, truth. Well, if you're seeing that, I guess doubt is is being minimized. I guess what you know, maximize and minimize, like maximize God's word in your life if you are someone who's doubting because if that's the source of truth, which we believe it is, mm. and the source of authority, then of course your doubts will go down the more you get into it. Yeah, 100%. I think we can all resonate with that, right? Mm. And but the more you fill your mind with junk theories and, mm. you know, on doubt, then you're letting that be a louder voice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Let let God define the truth for you, not not the world, hey? And so I just want to leave you with some um, three verses that I just find are really beautiful and a good reminder um, to be assured that um, it's actually on God, your salvation. And so you can rest in that and you can just continue believing these promises and just growing um, in him. And so John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's one of God's promises for you. No one can snatch you out of his hand. No mm-hmm. one. Hebrews 10, 22, let us draw near with a, sincere, with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And who's that? That's Jesus that washes us clean. Mm. He's the one that has sprinkled us clean and cleansed us. 
John 8, 23. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I truly believe that for anyone listening, struggling with doubt for myself, um, yeah, anyone, the truth will set you free. Continue washing yourself in the truth. John 17, 17, wash yourself in the truth. Be defined by his truth and that will set you free. And you don't need to be fearful and be riddled with doubt. I really do believe that. Mm. So what have we talked about today? We have talked about four main things. What is faith? Yep. So we've kind of talked about the matrix of faith. <laughs> Christian under- A true Christian understanding of faith, I yep. think. Um, we've talked about justification and sanctification. Yep. We've talked about how faith and works work together. Um, and we've talked about what assurance of faith we can you know, we can have assurance of faith. We can rest. We can rest yeah. in assurance of faith in Christ. Yeah. So I think I think that covers a lot of faith. I mean, look, this is I can't encourage you enough. Go go study it. You can just do a word search on BibleGateway.com. Oh. It's awesome to do that sometimes. Yeah. It's really cool. And then read There's all the passages pages in context. And pages and pages. Oh, so yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And there's so much out there on faith. So don't get you know, swept up in the worldly sense of faith. You know, it's all about Jesus. And so I think that's that. That's us for this episode. Um, next episode will be Christ alone. Really excited about that. I started looking into it and I was like, whoa. This is big. <laughs> Again. Where do you even start about talking about Jesus? I know. Uh, that's the question that I was like, uh. Yeah. So I think we're going to explore a bit like Jesus mm. in the OT, um, the original OG in the OT, boom, another mic drop moment. No. <laughs> I won't do that. I promise I won't. What's the original OG? You're looking at me like (laughs) I should know this right now. So I thought the original OG was original, but then I just realized that wouldn't make sense. The original, original original OG. Oh, maybe it is the original, original. original. Anyway, we're rambling. Okay. Um, But that's us for this week. Christ alone is going to be awesome. (laughs) You don't want to miss that one. Look, if you are joining us wherever you're listening from, we would love for you to subscribe. We're just starting out. So it's really important that we have people do amazing reviews about us. (laughs) (laughs) Really important. Not just our mums. And (laughs) and, um, but also, yeah, subscribe so that way you can find out whenever we release a new podcast and also, or episode, I should say. And if you're on social media, Instagram and Facebook, we do love it when you can interact with us, um, give us feedback, but also follow us and love to join us on that journey. So follow us at Her Theology on both Instagram and Facebook. And look, if you have any questions, um, just shoot us through an email you see in the episode notes and along with all the references for today. So we hope you have a great week and a great week, guys. See you then. See ya.